0: Welcome to the PseudoBook Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Edwards. I'm his brother, Mike Edwards. And this is episode number five. Good job so far. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we're already at five. Yeah. Schedule works. Do
1: you want to welcome our guest today, Michael? I do. Uh, So today we have a very special guest from Germany, uh, Matt Duncan. Say hello. Hello, everyone. And uh excited to talk to Matt, who's involved in lots of really cool stuff, a couple of music projects, uh, some other things we'll talk about. So, How you feeling? It's early morning over there in Germany when we're recording.
2: Yeah, it's 8.47, I'm up since 6.30 or so. Oh man, what were you doing up that early on the weekend? <laughs> oh, nothing in particular, just <laughs> playing some video game that I'm not addicted to at all. fantastic
0: (laughs) a fantastic one um very cool uh well i actually just for myself i haven't gotten to know you at all until we started playing final fantasy i think um i know you're a connection through mike and a a great music connection from overseas but um it's been fun playing with you that's all i'll say and uh it'll be cool to get to know you more today on the podcast
1: all right So you're involved in a couple music projects. I just wanted to ask, actually for myself, but also for our listeners, just sort of uh, how they came about. So um, you're in The Astray and also another project called Salt the Skies. Is that correct?
2: That is correct.
1: So did those
2: come about at the same time as one of them earlier? Um, No, The Astray is way earlier. It's um, developed out of a school band project, which we started back in uh, about 2007 which was called If True Equals False, which is some stupid programming humor. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, but we were five people, and at some point the band just fell apart a bit because of musical differences and so. And, yeah, it was all down to uh, just me and our old bass player, Owen Parker. So I I was recording some demos back then for some stuff that I thought didn't really fit, to If True Equals False, or City in the Sky, which was a later name for the same project. And so we started working on these songs, and with some help from some new software I found, which is called Ableton Live, which I'm using exclusively now for music, we actually managed to do a whole lot of stuff with just two, ple- uh, with just two people in the band.
1: Yeah, the so... I know you guys put out, a, in 2012, you put out a uh, Letters full length. Uh, is that the only thing you guys have like sort of officially released so far?
2: Uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, we're working on something new right now on a single and an EP, but that will take a bit. Mm-hmm.
1: And just for the, the listeners, uh, I don't know, I've looked at some of the genre tags, which is always a, yeah. a fun thing to... Try to tag your own project with what it's supposed to be in the eyes of other people. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would describe it, I, I think the way you've tagged it is good. Like, there, there's sort of an alternative progressive rock vein there, but there's a lot of electronic stuff too, and there's a precision
2: to it. Maybe some, yeah. some video game influences. And- oh, def- definitely video game influence. I mean, uh, I think one of my biggest influences is the uh, Terra Enigma soundtrack from the Super Nintendo. And there's a lot of melodic stuff in there that kind of shaped my understanding of uh, how to write melodies and harmonies together. So I've never
1: played Terranigma.
2: Yeah, it's an uh, action RPG. So it's more like Zelda than a Final Fantasy.
1: Unless it had a different name in the US. I'm looking at Uh, it. Huh. Doesn't look familiar. Did we never
2: get this game? I don't feel like it. It's a very fun game, I can tell you.
1: Does it, it doesn't, play, is it like action or is it a turn based? Yeah,
2: dance? it's yeah, it's action and uh, it doesn't feel grindy at all. The story is okay for a Super Nintendo game. Uh the graphics are superb. It
1: looks kind of like Illusion of Gaia or
2: Yeah, Super that's Secret uh, of Mana. It's, it, Yeah, it's in the Illusion of Gaia timeline, I think. There were and I, I guess there were three games in that. in that uh storyline and that was the first, I think, or the second. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, yeah, and Wikipedia never officially released yeah. in the U.S. I'm going to have oh, to huh. find a
2: ROM of this. Oh, you have to get yeah. it. I had it cool. back on the uh, Super Nintendo. I played with my father. Was mm. it multiplayer? Uh, no, we just, uh, oh, just changed. Yeah. Or, more like, like we waited for the others <laughs> to stop playing <laughs> so we can play our own That games. reminds me of
1: when we got Final Fantasy III, which was really six, but they called it three in the U.S. because we didn't yeah. get half of them. And, yeah, uh, we had the same problem. Yeah, yeah, oh. right. <laughs> and so uh, me and Justin would like trade three hours of playing. Oh, it was never enough. <laughs> it was like uh, holiday break
0: in December and just frozen basement and epic. You know, I'm getting up at six to play this one too. You know, <laughs>
2: <Not> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that my
1: whole life. <laughs> Not addicted. Never been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never. So, I'm going to have to check that soundtrack out now. Um, so, The Astray. Um, so, maybe talk a little about how Salt the Skies came together. What, is that? So, that came a bit later?
2: Yeah, that was about uh, two years after The Astray. Um, I met a... Uh, no, I, I got back in contact with someone I went to school with because he saw my posts on Facebook about The Astray and he said his band was looking for a guitarist and maybe a vocalist. And so I said, well, I can do both if you want to. And, yeah, it turned out their rehearsal space was right in front of my then uh, apartment. I was just looking out of the window, and they were just (laughs) standing there waiting to start the rehearsal. And I said, because when I I asked him where where the rehearsal space was, he said, yeah, it's uh, Gelsenkirchen, and it's about right behind the church there and i sent him a photo and he said yeah that's that's where we're all waiting yeah i live there just across the street <laughs> so uh there was a done deal right there and yeah i would have to carry my guitar about 10 feet and i was so ready you got to go. a
1: chocobo right yeah i, I would <laughs> still a ride bus. a chocobo if i had it <laughs> that's great So, sort of the like, are you the principal songwriter in both projects, or do you? Is it very collaborative?
2: Uh, Well, in the astray, it's like uh, we both write our own songs. In the end, they all go through my hands anyway because I need to put them into Ableton. But we usually write them on our own and then just put them together, do a little bit of uh, reworking here and there. And with Salt the Skies, uh, some some of the songs were old songs I've written. Which I've never used because they didn't fit in the astray because they were too hard rock or i don't know in other ways and but most of the time we're just jamming along and sometimes we find something that sounds interesting, so um we just we just run with it, but I'm always the one who's doing the uh, who's writing the lyrics, but let's not talk about those they're they're crappy <laughs> <laughs> uh, well
0: speaking on that
2: i i mean i have
0: watched some of your youtube clips too and i love them i think it'd be really great to see you guys play out um you do perform in english yep and i'm just i'm just always curious because i've i mean i've listened to bands from europe my whole life and you know i'm always curious what when they decide like hey we're gonna make our band in english even though we were you know born and raised in another culture and language um how did you kind of approach that decision and how does that kind of just go like, is it an no brainer or is it just, that's what you listen to. So that's why you would sing in that.
2: Yeah. I mean, both of that. Um, first thing is if you listen to music here in Germany, if you switch on the TV, although, okay, MTV doesn't play music anymore, even, <laughs> even over here in Europe. Um, yeah. or if you switch on the radio, 90% of what you hear is English anyway. Uh-huh. So, uh, even the most, uh, most of the German acts, they're singing in English. um, So it was kind of a no-brainer, yeah. Um, And other than that, we wanted to uh, seem more global, if you can (laughs) say that. Uh, Not that we want to hide the fact that we're from Germany, but uh, it shouldn't really matter. So we just picked the universal language of English. And I mean, uh, (laughs) let's be honest. uh, Let's be honest. Matt Duncan isn't my real name, so um, right. (laughs) We just wanted uh, it all to seem a little bit bit more global.
1: There is another artist, Matt Duncan, who has mattduncan.bandcamp.com.
2: Yeah, well, I have google.com slash Matt (laughs) Duncan, (laughs) so... I think it's it's a pseudo-Michael M. Edwards music situation. (laughs) Our whole
0: lives fighting over our brand. Um, that was funny too. I was just looking up on uh, in the superbook podcast. If you go to iTunes, it lists Justin Edwards and Michael Edwards, and it goes to some other people. Yeah, <laughs> their I albums.
2: This, I have the same problem when I uh, listen to to some 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 of your songs, Mike, uh, which you've written <laughs> under under this uh, Michael Edwards, and my music player on my my smartphone is always downloading artist pictures, which definitely isn't <laughs> yours, and lo- less of them the same thing when. I listen to the radio. It's just playing some songs that I haven't heard from you. And I asked you, it's, and I, I had to find out that that wasn't you. Where did this come <laughs> from? Yeah, yeah. I remember I sent you
1: some demo a while back, and you like showed me the artwork it picked for it automatically. Yeah, it was just yeah, some, 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 some random, random monkey.
2: <laughs>
0: I am Michael Litters, oh, um, Yeah, I'm always very fascinated by that too. I'm I married a French girl, and you know she grew up. Consuming media as the world does, with much of it in English too. She learned English from watching Friends, um, as we always say. But and then you know, growing up in America, it's like, well, we already know English, so what are we going to learn? Eh, who cares? We don't learn anything. We <laughs> <I need> get <laughs> dialects.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh, no, I think it, I just think it's kind of cool. Like I love, I would love the idea of like having a second language that I wish I could make art in and create, and you know, feel that you know, not global, but about it, because it's like, well, I already do the English, but um, I'm just fascinated
1: by languages, I guess. So with your projects, do do they both play out, or uh, is it mostly one or the other?
2: Mm, yeah, they're kind of on the same level right now. There's some phases where I'm working more on the one than the other. Like, when we were working on the album, of course, The Astray was a bit, uh, yeah, let's say, more important for a, for a few weeks of my time when I was recording them. And mm-hmm. uh, they have a different focus anyway, because uh, for, with the Astray, we're more on the recording side, because we've got our home studio here anyway, everything's in the box. So we can do a little bit more recording, and playing gigs is a bit harder, because just for our genre, it's a bit harder to find gigs in the area. Because yeah. in uh, the area where I live, it's uh, a lot of cities combined, which is called the Roger beat it's about comparable to to los angeles if you put it all together but uh, it's all mostly metal and punk and rock pop things and Mm. everything that's electronic is in clubs so it's house music and all that so it's always a bit hard if you say yeah we're doing electro rock indie pop yeah what is that Um, (laughs) i don't know if people will come if you play that so um so with the salt skies it's Bit easier to find because we're doing this progressive post rock stuff, and since it's mostly guitar based, it's a bit easier to get people to listen to it or just to show up hmm. for gigs. Uh huh.
1: Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: So, how often are you playing out? I
0: mean, it seems like you're pretty regularly. Getting stuff to go and just even in talking to you, you've had to take off a couple times from Final <laughs> Fantasy time because you had a show
2: or something. Yeah, I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah, we had a we had a big pause with the astray uh, after we released the album because there were technical problems. My computer broke down. The interface broke down. Something was always broken, and uh. so I lost my faith in this uh, whole con- contraption of uh, virtual instruments. But uh, since August last year, we've kept uh, we've been playing about once a month, sometimes twice a month. Mm-hmm. And with Salt the Skies, it was a bit more regularly, but we had a little down phase in, uh, over the winter. <clears throat> and now we are planning on recording an EP as well. So now it's a bit shifting right now. So the stray is now a bit more live focused. With Salt the Skies going to the recording studio soon. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> Which is uh, my living room, so to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to ask more about um, the the writing process and uh, how much do you guys bake the songs? Like, do, is it usually pretty quick, or is it a pretty long process of tweaking and adding and changing? And do you guys like throw stuff away because you're like, ah? Uh,
2: well, I guess it's like most things. The first ninety percent just happen somehow within a day or so. And the last 10% of tweaking or so happens over the course of a few weeks or so. And usually what's taking me the most time is writing the lyrics and the vocal parts, because I'm I'm kind of always hesitant to put something down there. But for the uh, instrumental things themselves, it's always the thing of I'm sitting down, suddenly I have an idea, I just jam with my loop machine and punch something out, put some drums on it, and suddenly I've got an idea... Yeah, it do you goes f- a bit like that.
1: Do you find you prefer like doing stuff in the studio for writing songs, or do you like being in a room with a bunch of guys sort of just jamming
2: stuff out? Well, it depends. I, def- I, I think I'd prefer doing it on my own, just sitting down and having my own ideas and concentrating on them so there's no compromise early on. I can just go in one direction and see... How the song works. But if that doesn't work, I still bring in the uh, small ideas to the rehearsal space or to Owen and we'll just see what we can make of it. Or just, I'm, I'll send them a demo, they can do something with that guitar riff or that vocal part. And we, we can always find something we can reuse later on. Mm-hmm.
1: So I always found that it was harder for me to make a transition when I got to Denver and started a band of being more collaborative and trying to do stuff in the space. Because um, I had just spent so long in the studio alone doing whatever fancied me, so it was more of a transition i didn 't know if it was not as dramatic for you mm, yeah,
2: it was i mean we had the band before where we were five people, so I was yeah. kind of more used to that before just writing on my own and when we 're jamming with the guy, when i 'm jamming with the guys it 's mostly. Well, I like how that sounds. Let me find some melody to play to that, and once I find that melody, I'm fine. I'm okay yeah. with it. So, um, most of the time, I don't want to have complete control of the over the whole song. At least in Salt the Skies, where when I hold it, wanted to hold myself a bit more, uh, a bit back. Um, with the Australia's I was always I'm 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 a control freak, you could say. <laughs>
1: Does that help, though, just yeah. to have, like, the one project where you can be a little more, like, I'm doing everything or doing making a lot of the decisions and then something else where it's, like, I'm sort of just helping someone else's vision come together and I don't have to own it completely?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it can be a bit more experimental that way. I can try things. I can take my time. And uh, it's definitely... Um, a way to, to, to let some things out that you couldn't do in the uh, in the space with four other guy uh, three other guys.
1: So you're also uh, to shift gears a little bit. You're you're going to school and you're studying mathematics or programming or
2: yeah, maths and computer science um, uh, to become a teacher. So it's for education later on. Gotcha. Ah, a career. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a day job you're going to education that doesn't sound familiar to me at all um, oh, <laughs> listeners we should, all end up there <laughs> <laughs> just for the curiosity of the listeners I actually got a degree in mathematics that I have not used at all But that's um, right I always
0: forget that that was your undergrad
1: <laughs> yeah when I, when, I, when I got to the complex and real analysis I started to get a little out of my depth sort of gave yeah. up on it <laughs> oh man it's fun though until that point
0: I think
2: <laughs> the, thing I is, I uh, <laughs> the thing is I have
0: fond memories of math. The
2: thing is I I shouldn't say that too loudly, but most of the stuff I'm doing right now in calculus tune, so I'm not going to need that later on anyway. I mean, I'm doing <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing uh, after school tutoring right now in maths. I'm helping uh, people get their Abitur. That's what uh the high school diploma so is in Germany, the highest mm. one. And I mean, I can do all the stuff they need there, but I need to learn more. I have to learn more. More, <laughs> more green check marks. <laughs> yeah, more green check marks, more experience points.
0: <laughs> Just uh, a couple weeks ago, there's a uh, a documentary film. I know it already kind of played out in, in Europe. It's called How I Learned to Hate Math. And uh, it's a French documentary, but they interview people from all over the world. You know, they go to India, they go to America, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't the greatest documentary by any means, but it was just kind of very interesting to see kind of where they kind of look at math from every perspective as you have to learn it, you know, from kids to the teachers, to like the professionals. Um, it is somewhat, a lot of it gets kind of over their head and they kind of go like, what's the point of this? And then they start getting into like, oh, because you can basically win the stock market with it. Yeah. Um. But I don't know, it was just interesting. It kind of took me back to like, oh, yeah, I remember discrete math and trying to learn how to place napkins so that everybody sits by each other once or something, you know, those <laughs> random problems they come up with. <laughs> how I came to hate math. Yeah, there it is.
1: You'll have to throw that in the show notes. Um, yeah. So what else is going on? What 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 happens in Germany? Tell Tell us as ignorant Americans. <laughs> Oh, you mean like uh, politically or in the society? Pretty much the, the broadest
2: question possible, yes. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> what Thing do is, you I,
2: do there? I, I spent, spent so much time on Reddit, on the international subreddits. I don't have any clue what's going on in front of my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on in Colorado. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've never been to Germany. I've just been to France and England, so always wanted to let's go back
2: <laughs> yeah there's not, uh, not much to say about germany right <laughs> now i mean we've got some elections coming up and european elections as well uh it's the same stuff as everywhere right. not as radical like a uh, we don't have a Mitt romney over here but <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great <laughs> sarah palin no sarah palin
2: no Sarah Palin, as far as I know. Oh, man. I mean, we've got some crazy parties over here, but they are too small to do anything at all.
1: Yeah, I haven't looked into... Obviously, I don't have a big reason to, but the the voting <laughs> election system in Germany, does it promote more party like mathematically? Cause like the well, that-
2: it, it it does make more sense than the electoral uh, electoral vote system you've got. But, yeah, yeah um, the circus we run. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and uh, some parties really get punished by the people. So there, there was one party, the FDP, which lost a lot of votes, so they are not even in the Bundestag anymore,
0: huh.
2: which was kind of an embarrassment for them. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit more transparent, I would say.
1: So what else? <laughs> What's cosplay here? <coughs> Oh yeah, so one of the other things I've seen just in your tweets and some of the stuff you share on social media is uh, you seem like an avid cosplayer, which for our audience if you don't know what that is, it's short for costume play or dressing up like uh characters from stories or video games. Yeah,
2: I got uh kind of got into that a few 2 years ago, or so um We've done mostly Nintendo characters so far, which is like Dark Link and Ike from Fire Emblem, and Pit from Kid Icarus. And any from games you haven't played? Um, yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you count Smash Brothers, I've played them. But <laughs> I got to be honest, I don't I haven't played Fire Emblem yet. Don't uh, let Don't let anyone know. <laughs> out of your element. We'll Where to... do you? Uh,
0: is this for conferences, or do they just have get togethers, or where do you get to showcase?
2: Yeah, it's mostly for conventions so uh, and meeting people there, and mm-hmm. sometimes we go out and just do some photo shooting so we can get the pictures we really want, just drive to a specific location and somewhere out in the field or in the forest, so we can oh, so get great. some specific pictures, but other than that, it's for conventions and fun
1: yeah oh, that's cool. Hi. We got a Denver Comic Con coming up in a month or so, and I'm not going to get to it this year, but some year I'd really like to get to there, and maybe I'll get up the courage to cosplay. Do Minecraft again (laughs) from Halloween? Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) No, everybody's doing Minecraft. You shouldn't do that.
1: (laughs) Is that the only criteria?
2: I mean, you could do you could do a Link cosplay. You see hundreds of them at every convention, and like the Gamescom. Obviously, there's always a big meetup of Zelda cosplayers.
0: Yeah, those are always my favorite pictures when it's like a hundred of the same one together. Yeah. <laughs> you just get to kind of
2: from, see the from variety all the, from all the different timelines. <laughs> yeah, shapes and sizes.
1: Someone should do that for Ma- Mario because there was that. I remember like when GameCube was coming out, or they had like that Mario 128 tech demo where it showed like 128 Mario's jumping around
2: (laughs) yeah so that needs to be a cosplay collection definitely um yeah it's always uh, interesting uh, the kind of reactions you get when you're in cosplay I mean most of the time we are uh, driving there in in the car so it's not like people on the streets are seeing us unless we're at the location uh, itself where there are thousands of people in cosplay um (laughs) But, uh, one particular reaction was when we, uh, first did our photo shoot, um, when I did Dark Link and my boyfriend did Link from Twilight Princess, we made a photo shoot and posted it on Reddit, which normally I don't post to Reddit at all. I'm just, uh, upvoting. Sometimes I'm commenting. And the title was phrased, uh, my boyfriend and me cosplaying, dot, dot, dot. And I think still the top comment is, which one is the girl? <laughs> Oh! Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, it's still it's still the top one. (laughs) Link
1: to that? Yeah. (laughs) We'll make sure that's in the notes. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that dark
2: link is pretty amazing. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I kind of of gotten sick of the cosplay because it always takes about an hour to put the face paint on, so that's not Photoshop. but I didn't want to do that anymore. Did so. you put like right. a red contact lens in or something? Uh, yeah, I wanted to, but uh, turns out I can't. Re- I can't wear them. It's just uh, it's freaking me out. <laughs> I can't put anything into my eyes. So uh, uh. M- most of the time, I mean, in these photos, it's just my eyes open and I f- Photoshopped them. And on conventions, I usually just paint my eyelids red. So for photos, I close my eyes. Uh And uh, unless it's a really great camera, which most of the people don't have anyway, uh, you can not see the difference. Ah, that's cool.
0: (laughs) Good idea. It reminds me of the, uh, is it? Raiders of the Lost Ark, the girl who paints on her eyelids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the class. <laughs> I'm
2: like, oh, wait, did anybody see that? And she's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm, I'm, I'm planning more cosplays that are not as heavy, like uh, 30,000 accessories on your body and no face paint anymore. <laughs> yeah. LB Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm the boy from a
1: boy and his blob. <laughs> so, if you did a Kirby cosplay, would you be angry or not? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> American or not? Is that what you mean?
2: Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, suppose I would. I would do both. I mean, depends on who wants to have who wants to have the photo. I would ask. So, you want that version or that version? <laughs> like, paint it's, <laughs> it's like your eyelids angry. It's like when you when you want to cosplay the classic Link. It's like, do you do the pink hair? Do you do the blonde hair? Mm-hmm. Which one is it?
1: Uh-huh. Reminds me of the Stan Sitwell from Arrested Development. He has he's lost all his hair, so he has these movable eyebrows, and be like, <laughs> oh, he like he like shows up somewhere, and they're like, "You look confused." And he's like, "Oh, it's just my eyebrows. Sorry, hang on a second." <laughs>
0: And then when he is confused, he doesn't look like it. They like reverse it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. You don't look confused.
1: Oh, give me a second. <laughs> I think if I started cosplaying, I'd probably want to do the dumb like abstract object. I'd just be a Game Boy or a Tetris screen or something. Or a green check mark. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I would have to be. <laughs> Maybe I would be that guy with the green goatee that we just saw. Yeah.
2: Uh, and I got to say, some uh, sometimes I have these phases where, I don't know, preparing for a convention or so where cosplay really takes over. So I'm um, really cutting down on the music and just sewing all day long and gluing stuff together, hoping it will hold all, <laughs> all day when walking around outside and mm-hmm. hoping that it's not going to rain. Oh, so gosh. so sometimes uh, I'm in the uh, the the two link cost place we did them in the three weeks before Gamescom we just got all the fabric all the stuff and just started working on it and it was nothing else it's just uh yeah wake up go to college come back ah uh, let's do some sewing now <laughs> into <Wait laughs> the time. night yeah <laughs>
1: I just thought of uh We do have a big event in Denver that's probably bigger than the Comic Con for cosplay. Is our zombie crawl? Do you guys have any like zombie dedicated? Yeah, crawls.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have yeah. them. Uh, there's a big one in Osnabrück, which is uh, some place northeast of me, and um, I can always see some some of my friends going there for a zombie walk. Do they actually role play at all? Like, do they let there yeah. be humans with
1: like a, an X on their back or something? Like, you're allowed yeah. to chase me. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I think they do that. I, I've seen some videos. It's really creepy. I think I didn't. I wouldn't want to go there if I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> to be yeah. honest,
1: that's fun. Just like in the space between play and real life.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some cosplayers do that as well. They. Just really, really role play that character, which I don't do. It's just for the uh, for the outfit itself. Mm. But sometimes you get the people who are cosplaying really annoying characters, and they get really annoying. And then you meet them in a, in a different cos- costume, and they're nicest people on earth, and it really confuses the <laughs> hell out of you. <laughs> Can you think of any any characters come to mind? <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember the character name, but my boyfriend knew it and was just walking around slightly punching people or shoving them i was like yeah i, I gotta do that i'm character xy from this anime oh gosh so have you ever gone uh to
0: like a larping thing and done a weekend or mm, no i'm not really into to this this laughing stuff it's really kind just the, a, the next level
2: yeah yeah it's mostly when i'm going to convention i and when I'm wearing a cosplay, I just know that I have something to do, so to say. It's like, even if the convention is boring, I still know, yeah, I can walk around, take a few pictures, mm-hmm. meet other people yeah. from the same series to take pictures together.
1: Oh, LARPing.
2: <laughs> so,
1: anything on the horizon to, to plug or, or mention? You got any? Uh, well, I guess you said you're working on an EP for The Astray.
2: Is yeah, some- we're. We're working on the, uh, first of all, we're going to do the single of our song Lives, which has been played a few times live, so live already. <laughs> and uh, we commissioned some remixes for that as well. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to work on that. Uh, yeah. No more Final Fantasy <laughs> for you. On, it's on then. my desktop where <laughs> you yeah. get to work,
1: staring at me from the desktop.
2: Yeah, um, our drummer Mike from Salt Disguise has already done... Two or three remixes so far. He's he's really punching them out, punching them out right now, and uh, yeah, we're doing this. Um, maybe we'll do a music video. We planned one, but we don't know if you have time right now to actually shoot it and produce it. And afterwards, we're going to um, yeah, we're going to work on the EP, which is just five songs long i guess because with our full-length album letters it was 15 songs we we're working half a year on that and it was total overkill for a band that nobody knows and <laughs> huh. we could have we could have uh, saved so much time if we just went for a p for an ep first kind of regret that a little bit but huh. now i've got got something to showcase
1: so speaking of
2: no, I was just going to say, speaking of a,
0: a music video, if you can't pull one together yourself, I know plenty of people in Los Angeles who'd love to do something for you, such as Leslie Andrew Ridings, we interviewed a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he love. I mean, he's a huge brainstormer and he can come up with great ideas for any song you send him and, you know, just be fun as just like a one-off, like, hey, my- our friends in LA
2: made us a video. We'd love to put something together too. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, we've got some international collaborations anyway. I mean, uh, Benji was on last time. I asked him for a remix, and uh-huh. uh, by the way, there were there was some interesting parallels with uh, what he said about how he came to music because um, he mentioned the uh, MTV Music Generator, and the funny oh, thing sorry, is PlayStation. Yeah, I. I I kinda, I could kind of identify with that and I wrote him on, uh, on Twitter and then I googled a bit and it turns out, yeah, um, it's called Music 2000 in Europe and that's the software or the uh, game on PlayStation that I started with. So we actually had the same kind of development <laughs> there. Uh, the only difference <laughs> that I taped my songs to VHS instead of CD, but I don't have the many because uh, the game had a video mode as well where you could do like animation, like uh, uh visualizers visual, visualizers and i taped them to vhs the, back then
0: oh that's great i love how back in 2000 2000 was a marketing thing like hey yeah. it's
1: this this 2000 <laughs> 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 always <laughs> windows
2: 2000 yeah it's like now madden 2015 coming out or so when <laughs> it's gosh <laughs> the beginning of 2014 yeah um yeah, yeah. and uh, Then we've got uh, some guy in Chile, Matthias, who will do a piano version of Lives. He's already working on it. So we've got most continents covered already. That's awesome.
1: Seems like that's always a a great step to try to expand your audiences, finding these collaborators that can sort of extend your reach with their own takes on your songs.
2: Well, it's all just marketing. It's not about the music. It's just marketing. (laughs) I want to diversify my my bonds. Speaking of that, um,
0: I'm curious to hear how you know Mike or how you got to listening to Mike once
2: upon a time that you guys even have a connection now. What's that story? um yeah it's it was about when we released our album we put it on radio Reddit, which I discovered just about a week after we released it and I was using it myself it was just on my uh, iPod back then listening to radio Reddit and at some time uh, a song came up it was uh, feels like death might win and uh, it when I when I logged on it was just the uh, bridge playing with the flutes and all that the mm-hmm, progressive mm-hmm. part in the middle and it was And was hooked instantly, i got to say that. So uh, I kept listening to the album on Bandcamp, which was free, but I just was streaming it all the time. And at some point I decided to actually buy it and wrote you a tweet. And yeah, that's kind of how it came about, right?
1: Thanks, Reddit. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: just one of those things that sort of just bubbled up. uh, You know, a tweet here, a message there, and then suddenly we're talking about games
2: and music all the time. Yeah, and playing Final Fantasy at six in the morning, <laughs> at two. It went the so fast. Yeah. Oh, that's great!
0: I think it's so cool that like these are the tools we have today, like connect and find people, and you know, it's not just like oh, I had to listen to that because I saw a highly million-dollar polished music video of a band or whatever. It's like no, we can find each other who's you know at the same place in our careers as each other too. Um. And just encourage each other to kind of keep coming up and working hard.
2: Yeah, I guess that's also where the uh, global spirit comes from with the Astray. I mean, uh, this is kind of a downside because I'm not really... I got to say, I'm not really that invested in the local music scene here because it's. I'm always focused on the internet and doing things globally, putting things up online and different websites. And so So it's... Um, I know a few bands in the area who do the same kind of music like the Electro Rock mm-hmm. Blend but um, I got to admit, I'm a bit more invested in the uh, global scene, so to say.
1: Yeah, I always like to, the way I say it is a joke is just, I don't support local music. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of it is not good, but that's yeah. <laughs> it's not really what I mean, but it's kind of what I mean. <laughs> it's like Yeah, yeah I know it's, what you mean. <laughs> it's easier to sort of... Yeah, I mean the internet, that's why the internet is so awesome is that you can find an audience for any niche and so you find out like I like this thing and the only like maybe there's a million people that like this thing but they're not all in one place and so you need a, a way to network for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's also the reason why we always try to record each and every concert that we play. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's always like you get good audio or good video but never at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and it's, I'm always hoping that when you put up the video that it kind of gets a reaction. I mean, the biggest thing right now was uh, when we played uh, a cover by the band Holy Fuck last year that they actually posted it on their, on their Facebook. Yeah, I, I remember like, that. Oh, yeah. That, that actually meant a lot to me. So that's, that's what I'm focused on bit more. So that
1: was a little nice bump. I seem to remember, didn't you have like a, a Mega Upload bump thing that happened? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember um, when when Mega launched uh, after Mega Upload was... was seized the by the feds. Yeah, <laughs> um, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon and uploaded our album and just tweeted Kim.com like, oh, here's our album. We don't even charge money for it anyway, so just download it. And he retweeted it and we got about 1,200 or so downloads because I was uh, smart enough to track it through uh, to, through a link shortener because Mega doesn't show you any download download values and it kind of stopped at 1,200 or 1,400 downloads. So I never got wow. really I, I never really got many reactions out of that. I mean, I put a little text file in the uh, in the zip archive, but uh, I didn't really notice it uh, like. Thousands of Facebook likes or uh, anything like that, but mm-hmm. at least it's on people's hard drives now. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's cool. And you, you just mentioned the link shortener. That's uh, probably there's a whole episode we could have about like tips and tricks for marketing yourself online. But that's something I learned from you is uh, instead of just directly sharing a link to Bandcamp or my website, if you put it through something like Bit.ly, uh, it'll get all these metrics and analytics for you
2: yeah that's true I'm using it exclusively now i just set up Twitter so it does it automatically and you can actually see how many people are actually interested in the things you talk about and link to
0: interesting I'm curious to see that too for uh, putting our movie out there because I feel like we're going to put it out there for a year in festivals and then people are going to be like how can we see your movie yeah. um, and I just I I don't think there's much money to be made anyways I'd rather just be like there's our movie go watch it for free yeah, um, be cool to kind of see, kind of be
2: able to track it. You know, I, yeah, that, and we get more people to w- watch it, anyways, if it's free. There's a thing to say about that because uh, our album "Lettuce" is on Bandcamp for free, but it's uh, pay your own. No, uh, name your own price. So the uh-huh. download link actually says "Buy Now," but you can put zero dollars in and it's free. But the problem mm-hmm. is that once people uh, read the read the words "Buy Now," they're scared away. We yeah, had that so many times I got about two emails in the last few months like, yeah, where can I get your album for free? You said that that's for free online. <laughs> yeah, you just have to click on buy now. I know it sounds strange, but so every time I link to Bandcamp, I have to add this little sentence like, yeah, you just click buy now and add, uh, just enter zero dollars and it's okay. And uh. sometimes people just don't want to do that, which I don't understand. <laughs> this extra, extra barrier I mean you have to make them click one more time and that's hard yeah I wonder if Bandcamp Jeez. would let
1: people customize that because maybe you don't yeah. want it to be that threatening yeah. of buy
2: and the PayPal logo there yeah. You're like I, yeah I sent them a. Now, now I have to give my credit card for zero dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah I sent them a mail a year ago so and they thought they would think ab- they said they would think about it but surely OP will it. deliver yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing uh, happened at
0: yeah Vimeo has something like that they just call it a tip jar it's very unthreatening I think is kind of a cool way to put it you know it's like hey if you like the video throw us a couple bucks yeah, or but, the, the buy
1: me a beer button
2: yeah. yeah also the thing is I wish I could influence the prices on other platforms like we've got the album on iTunes and Amazon and stuff but it's all through a distributor so we just upload our stuff, and uh, they put our music everywhere. So the album is actually ten dollars or so on iTunes, which uh-huh. I have no control over. So if any one of you who listens here, bought the album for ten dollars, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it went ah. to us anyway. So, um, but you, you got got have no seven control over that. <laughs> if yeah, I get seven dollars. Uh, I once I got about one point six cents for some Walmart in Kansas playing our music. <laughs> At least it said that on the statement. <laughs> um, don't know which song it was. I so don't know if everybody left the star at that moment. That but would be amazing. If, <laughs> I mean, I'd,
1: there's like one Walmart in Denver, and I've been to it once. But if I was ever in a Walmart and I heard The Astray, I'd be convinced I was living in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just walking around Walmart, and I heard your song. Cool stuff, man.
0: (laughs) You got fans through Walmart. Play such hard work to find out how who the artist was. (laughs) Yeah, who's who's this playing right now? Uh -uh. I'm Walmart. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I guess that's sort of the other avenue for financial success. Doing music is really licensing and royalties. But it seems like the the internet streaming world is kind of shrinking that pot down to nothing. (laughs) Like, I think I've. Like, Spotify streaming, you have to get like a million streams
2: before you see very much at all. Jeez. Yeah, I haven't seen a dime from Spotify yet, but I mean, I don't have a lot of people playing it, uh, playing our songs on Spotify, but I know of a few Mm -hmm. who played. over some periods of time but i haven't seen it on my statement since so i don't think i'll get anything out of that yeah. but it's not that that's not why i'm doing the music anyway so it's not that i really care
1: yeah i also wonder if the like the money and licensing to movies and commercials is shrinking at all or not um i don't know justin if you know any more about that because it just seems like with so many indie bands so hungry for exposure that that would drive the price down of getting your song in a film. Absolutely, I think they're. I mean, they're both equally desperate—one
0: to get exposure and the other to save money—and they get to take advantage of that. Definitely. Um, I know I w- we should have uh, Dan Lyon on at some point. Our Seattle musician friend, he, his old band had a song in a commercial, and he's
1: like kind of attuned to that experience. Um, we'll have to ask him. Basically I want to see the Australia on the next Microsoft commercial.
2: <laughs> well, we yeah. uh, better start learning the the ukulele. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, boy,
1: it's got to yeah. have yeah, it's got to have xylophone and yeah. just be adorable. Oh, then I'd so have to sweet. write a, That means
2: I'd have to write a song in a major key. Oh, which I'm completely oh, no. against. <laughs> Not allowed. Except for Into the Cold, right?
1: Yeah, like, except French. <laughs> I mean even major chords are kind of questionable, but we
2: allow them cuz you need some contrast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, one of my bandmates when, when he started making music trying to write a song and he wanted to, to write it sad. He wanted to write a sad song. So he used all minor minor chords all the time for every chord. And of course it sounded a bit strange I was like asking, yeah, it sounds sounds kind of kind of strange yeah you have to pick a few major chords in this key for it to work but really
1: it is like is that like a, what is it that makes minor chords sound sad is it
2: just cultural i mean i think it's like- i think there was an explain like i'm five thread on reddit once that explains that it's all cultural and bit of psychology, of course. Oh, you bring up Explain It
1: Like I'm Five. That's an awesome
2: subreddit we'll have to yeah, include. Like a, always I just, like the it, title was yeah.
1: perfect. Just, <laughs> yeah, magic. So can you explain it like I'm a five-year-old? Thanks. Eli Five, please. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't help that they're called minor either. You feel bad
2: for them already. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse are suspended cards. <laughs> Oh, one other thing if I can plug it, uh which goes way back before letters or like a month before letters, we were doing these short videos to kind of tease for the album, which like thirty second videos of parts from the songs with uh more like abstract uh shots from forests or industrial locations, and thing as well, just like the album with fifteen songs, it's like nobody knows us, nobody's gonna hear it or see it anyway, so they are just lying there on YouTube not getting any views because it's now it's too late I mean the album's out it's nothing to tease anymore <laughs> so uh, yeah that was work done just for itself it's just it's just waiting with that waiting
1: yeah. to blow up and be found yeah it'll be from Let's the vault <laughs> 30 years from now when you're a staple of, of a German global artist yeah they'll be like from the
2: vault 30
1: second teasers <laughs> before
2: yeah. letters. Yeah, it's Thank like God that for
0: that pseudo book podcast.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think it's when you get into that mindset of doing everything right the first time, it's just like, yeah, we got to do that. We got to do this for promotion. We got to keep the, uh, can't keep the fans waiting on that. And turns out, yeah, nobody's waiting for the for this it. <laughs> anyway. It's just like, yeah, here are 15 songs. Mm, okay. going to download it for a week.
1: <laughs> just submitted to the ether.
2: Yeah. But by now, um, I mean, A lot of people found us already. I mean, just looking at our Facebook statistics, I mean, okay, how much does Facebook, how much is it worth anyway? But um, it's still some things from the old times, as I would call them, it's just lying around now and not really useful anymore. But it's kind of sad because we put so much work into them. Yeah, they never got the chance to shine. I Always think yeah. that, like, oh, I made stuff, nobody noticed.
1: Yeah, you just have to pick it up and shine it off and
2: pretend it's a new thing later. Yeah, <laughs> I just right. made this thing. Yeah, it it says uh, April two thousand twelve on it, but don't worry about that. It's a, that's it's a just, typo. That's a you know, it's part of the style. It's an anachronism. Yeah, we're going retro now. Two years back. Yeah, it's like that remember
1: a real estate single. It is like that. That song was so 90s, but I don't know. I like yeah, it. Throw it on a single. Oh yeah, I like it too. I was like, yeah, all right.
0: It's not new?
1: It's just, just like more. yeah, two guitars, like grungy
2: 90s music, but yeah. haven't changed at w- all. By the way, uh, going back to the genres, uh, we get in this thing all the time, like, yeah, you sound like the 80s. It's like, you're, you're too young to sound like the 80s, or you look too young <laughs> to sound like oh, the 80s. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I listen to some 80s music, but um, it's not like, I, like I'm purposefully sitting down like, yeah, let's, let's revive the 80s. Just like <laughs> natural influences coming about, like Deepish Mode and Tears of and stuff. Uh, I remember one guy coming to us after the gig. Um, he said something like, "Yeah, yeah, it sounded cool. Is that like nineties beat?" <laughs> and We just looked at him. At, no, not really. You know the
0: kind of beats they had in the nineties. Yeah, uh, it's like, uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that. Like, is it like because it's like still close enough that people like grew up some in the eighties, but like. Everyone on Earth is influenced by the blues and the fifties and the Beatles, but we don't say you're too young for those influences. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's uh, oh I, wait, I, but you were you weren't even a teenager in the eighties. Like so wasn't even, I wasn't still I,
2: heard the music. To be honest, I wasn't even born in the eighties. <laughs> oh, right, hold on. Yeah,
1: you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah,
2: apparently.
1: It's just such a weird metric. Why do you have to have lived in that time to be allowed to sound anything like it intentionally or not? Like, right. what, a, what is the strange, like, if you make a film that looks like an early 20th century film, is that, well, you weren't alive 100 years ago, so I don't want to watch it now.
2: I think for some people it's just like when you're using synthesizers or electronic instruments, Either you sound like uh, you, have, you have the new sounds, like dubstep synths, these hard, hard style synths or somewhat, uh, Or you have these lush synth pads and melodies, and they still connect that to the 80s. Yeah,
1: yeah, forever. So where does it go from here? I mean, eventually electronic music is just like everything's electronic,
2: so... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's everywhere already. Every pop song, everything, the guitar is going back into the background now. It's all mostly electronic stuff now. I mean, it's cheaper to produce, to be honest. I can produce it in my living room. No, I mean,
1: pretty much the entire detective soundtrack was a living room. (laughs) And you have those weird reversals like we talked about last episode where the guitars are fake and the the recorder's real.
2: Yeah, that's something I do sometimes. I just sample my guitar, like single notes, put them on the keyboard and then play melodies like that that's what i uh, did with one of the melodies in lives which is just uh, harmonics on the guitars but it's not it technically is a real guitar but it's not played like a real guitar so now what do you call that is it is it real or is
1: it fake well i mean even i don't know anymore even if you set a mic up on everything the second you start mixing it's is it still real like i compressed it and i chopped these frequencies out and I made it sound more like this and you're just like, yeah, at what point is it still the thing you recorded in the room?
2: Hello? Yeah, hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> Sometimes that just happens. It's like, yep. That was
0: like somebody put two spaces after the period. Oh, I don't like those people.
2: <laughs> oh goddammit. <laughs> I had a I had a college professor do that to me. I was asking like uh yeah, is it all right if I write my paper that way, if I choose that topic? Uh, like, long-winded email, completely formal, and all I get back is, mm, yeah, you sure can do that, dot, dot, dot. That's all I got from a college professor. <laughs> dot, 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 yeah. dot, 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 yeah. You feel like you've done something wrong instantly. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they're-, they're shaking their <laughs> head like, ugh. Well,
1: and to me, it's like the whole point of school is to get feedback so you know if you're any good or not and what you need to fix. And so to get a response of like, yeah, okay. It's like, <laughs> like this is the part where you, if the teacher's going to have anything to do with my learning, he needs to step in and do something. And yeah. <laughs> did nothing. So I guess I'm yeah. on my own. <laughs> For an
2: entire semester of that, like, all right. I guess I'm learning on my own please and in the end you're still getting like why didn't you do it that way well I asked (laughs) so when do you finish up uh, your program Um, it will take some years still now I'm uh, doing my my bachelor's uh, this year I'm completing my bachelor's okay. this year, and then I'm doing the masters because my bachelor isn't worth shit, to be honest. Uh, it's I'm, I'm aiming for the massive of education, of course. But when you get the bachelor, it's a bachelor of arts. Although I do, I'm doing math and computer science, which is complete bullshit. But uh, you got to do huh. the ma- master to uh, become a teacher in Germany. Is it? Cause right.
1: When I got mine, it was it was a bachelor of science, but the college was arts and sciences. So. Is it similar? Like, I, Clearly, if they call it arts, but there's sciences in it, then they kind of group them together? Or
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't think they uh, put any thought into that, to be honest. They just kind of rushed this uh, whole process of switching to bachelor and master's a few years ago, and there are a lot of problems with that, people complaining about it, because before that, we all only had
1: diplomas. Uh, it probably is some marketing person saying this will be more marketable if we yeah. call it. This. Yeah, they, they said that
2: it'd it. be more comparable throughout Europe and internationally in general.
0: Yeah, I think uh, my wife Juliet has something similar with her French. Like she ha- over here, she's like she just calls it a Masters of English, but it's totally it wasn't what she got there. It Was just like that's the program I finished, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it looks like we're coming up on an hour. Anything? Yeah, any just, other big topics or burning questions?
2: Not really on my part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've covered everything. It's great. Everything there we, is. That's all there is I. You know, yeah. Not enough Final Fantasy, though. No, I'm going to have to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, if I can lock back in. <laughs> well, well, I can kick it great. off. Uh, Matt, where can people
2: find you on the Internet? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at at echolox, which is E-C-H-O-L-O-X. You can find the Astray on theastray.de and saltlessguys on facebook.com slash saltlessguys. Uh, You can find my cosplay photos on echolox.divandart.com. Yeah, I think that's about it. And
1: we'll make sure all those are in the show notes. Justin, where can people find you on the internet? Yes, I go by pseudo-Justin. That's not pseudo uh, I'm Pseudojusted on Facebook and Twitter and .com. Awesome. And I'm M. Edwards Music on Twitter or pseudomichael.com. And special thanks to Matt for joining us this episode, our first international guest. So give you a round hey. of applause. Yes. <laughs> your, <laughs> Thank you, Skype. Your time-shifted you, time <laughs> round of applause. All right. See you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.